until suddenly he let go and grabbed the beam beneath him with one hand. He kicked free of his captors easily as they were trying to shed themselves of him anyway and went over the side, dangling over the gorge and making hand over hand out over the river on the skeleton form of the next span. Mr. Tumas's companion rushed over now, balancing on a beam, kicking at the fellow's fingers. The Chinaman dropped from beam to beam like a circus artist downward along the crosshatch structure. A couple of the work gang cheered his escape, while others, though not quite certain why he was being chased, shouted that the villain ought to be stopped. Mr. Sears removed from the holster on his belt a large old four-shot black powder revolver and took his four to no effect. By then, the Chinaman had vanished. Hiking to his home after this incident, Granier detoured two miles to the store at the railroad village of Meadow Creek to get a bottle of Hood Sarsaparilla for his wife Gladys and their infant daughter Kate. It was hot going up the hill through the woods toward the cabin, and before getting the last mile, he stopped and bathed in the river, the Moye, at a deep place upstream from the village. It was Saturday night, and in preparation for the evening, a number of the railroad gang from Meadow Creek were gathered at the hole, bathing with their clothes on and sitting themselves out on the rocks to dry before the last of the daylight left the canyon. The men left their shoes and boots aside and waded in slowly up to their shoulders, whooping and splashing. Many of the men already sipped whiskey from flasks as they sat shivering after their ablutions. Here and there an arm and hand clutching a shabby hat jutted from the surface while somebody got his head wet. Granier recognized nobody and stayed off by himself and kept a close eye on his boots and his bottle of sarsaparilla. Walking home in the falling dark, Granier almost met the Chinaman everywhere. Chinaman in the road, Chinaman in the woods, Chinaman walking softly, dangling his hands on arms like ropes, Chinaman dancing up out of the creek like a spider. He gave the hoods to Gladys. She sat up in bed by the stove, nursing the baby at her breast, down with a case of the salt room. She could easily have braved it and done her washing and cut up potatoes and trout for supper, but it was their custom to let her lie up with a bottle or two of the sweet-tasting Hood's tonic when her head ached and her nose stopped and get a holiday from such chores. Granier's baby daughter, too, looked roomy. Her eyes were a bit crusted and the discharge bubbled pendulously at her nostrils while she suckled and snorted at her mother's breast. Kate was four months old, still entirely bald. She did not seem to recognize him. Her little illness wouldn't hurt her as long as she didn't develop a cough out of it. Now Granier stood by the table in the single-room cabin and worried. The Chinaman, he was sure, had cursed them powerfully while they dragged him along, and any bad thing might come of it. Though astonished now at the frenzy of the afternoon, baffled by the violence at how it had carried him away like a seed in a wind, young Granier still wished they'd gone ahead and killed that Chinaman before he'd cursed them. He sat on the edge of the bed. Thank you, Bob, his wife said. Do you like your sarsaparilla? I do. Yes, Bob. Do 
you suppose little Kate can taste it out your teat? Of course she can. Many nights they heard the northbound Spokane International train as it passed through Meadow Creek two miles down the valley. Tonight the distant whistle woke him and he found himself alone in the straw bed. Gladys was up with Kate sitting on the bench by the stove, scraping cold boiled oats off the sides of the pot and letting the baby suckle this porridge from the end of her finger. How much does she know, do you suppose, Gladys? As much as a dog pup, do you suppose? A dog pup can live by its own after the bitch weans it away, Gladys said. He waited for her to explain what this meant. She often thought ahead of him. A man-child couldn't do that way, she said, just go off and live after it was weaned. A dog knows more than a babe until the babe knows its words.